The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, January 15th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo fan favorite gay porn star, Jesse Lee. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's great to hear. Happy New Year. Thanks, you too. Thank you. How's your New Year starting off so far? Pretty good. Well, starting off with a bang, because I have Jesse Lee on the line, and it's uh, your first ever radio interview, and I'm sure all of your fans and supporters are dying to get to know all about Jesse Lee. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks. Uh, that's really flattering, actually. You're welcome. How's the new year starting off for you? Pretty good. So far, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, mm-hmm. just uh, hang out with friends, of course, and... I'm actually looking forward to um, going to the uh, Mid-Atlantic Weather, which is, you know, Martin Luther King weekend, this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, sounds good. DC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds exciting and sounds like a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be posting some uh, photos on my Facebook Sounds like a plan. So let's jump into the interview, Jesse. And uh, I want to start off by getting some of your stats out of the way because I'm sure the majority of the listeners, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. The only representation that they have seen of you are in like photos and in the scenes that you've done and things like that. So let's get some of your stats. What's your height and your weight? Um, my height is 5'4". Mm-hmm. And my weight is... It fluctuates, you know. Right now, I'm roughly around 140. You know, a few months ago, I was like probably 135. I know, I sound really light. and uh, But yeah, around 140 right now. That's what's up. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. And uh, what's your ethnicity? <clears throat> well, um... Well, let's... Uh... Well, I, I usually tell people that I'm my parents are from Taiwan, you know, but Taiwanese versus Chinese is more or less political. Um, I don't care because I'm American-born, but yeah. Okay, awesome. And uh, how old are you? I'm actually 30. That's what's up, man. Very cool. <laughs> 
So I want to start off the interview by getting to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? Originally, you mean like where was I born or like I said, my parents are from Taiwan. Correct. Like where were you born? You know, where where did you grow up? Maryland. Okay. Cool, cool. And what was life like growing up for Jesse Lee? Um, well, let's, hmm, how, I try to figure out what kind of details I should go into. Um, I'm the youngest of four siblings. Okay. Um, so if any of my, our listeners understand the uh, American Asian, the Asian American culture. That also means I get a lot of hand-me-downs, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I got hand-me-downs clothes from my brother, who is who growing up was like twice my size. So uh, because I was uh, growing up. You know, as a kid, I was a uh, runt. And, um, hmm. you know, I, I lived in the suburbs, so, you know, like, it's not exactly easy to get around without a car. But, you know, some places, you know, hanging out with friends is within walking distance, you know? Um, hmm. What else? What else did I say? Hmm. Uh, any details you want to hear? Well, I think that was pretty good. I mean, it's sort of a, a nice overall uh, picture of what it was like for you, uh, you know, as a kid growing up. When did you first realize your attraction to men? When did you first realize you were gay? Mm, that's hard to say. Throughout my life, I've been sort of um, drawn to um, the muscular male physique, but that's mm-hmm. probably a large part because due to that, I was a runt growing up, so I um, I was bullied pretty badly in uh, elementary school um, and through middle school as well, so I was drawn to the strong male physique and um, but I, that I mean, that's more because, like I said, I think bullied at the time. Um, and I suppose when I realized that I was actually sexually attracted to you guys, it was probably more around, I don't know, college years, like college age, I think. You know, and when I actually like explored a bit more through my the computer, you know, because... You know, I, you know, like, like when I actually had my own computer mm-hmm. at the time, because you know, uh, as a youngest sibling, you don't really get your own computer, and because like your older siblings get access to a computer before you. Yeah. So, so I yeah started off watching straight porn, some straight porn, you know. So. But, yeah, I, I suppose it's around uh, college age when I start, you know, exploring a bit 
Yeah, I still have some like small, some small attraction to women, but yeah, you know, for me, it's getting like ha trying to have some sort of how should I say experience with women. It requires a lot of drama, as far as I <laughs> as far as I experienced throughout mm -hmm. high school. You know, you know, like potential girlfriends that you've had through school. School. I even have actually had a couple. I suppose you know, sort of girlfriends at in uh, elementary school. So it's a lot of drama. <laughs> it's a lot of drama. With guys, it's just so much easier. You know, because guys are more in my so far as from my experience, they're more sexual oriented. You know, sexual oriented than uh, mm -hmm. drama or emotional oriented. Save the drama from Jesse Lee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've already experienced enough drama as it is from the girls when I was younger, so. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that. So. Did you have, uh, I guess, what, what is known as sort of like uh, the uh, stereotypical coming out moment? Is is that something that you experienced in your 20s? No. Not really. Um, uh, as far as I know, my family still doesn't know. I'm, you know, I'm expecting... I, I actually expected a while ago that my uh, siblings would find out, but um, I trust my siblings enough that they won't tell our parents because, because we all are where how conservative our parents are mm -hmm. but um yeah i'm expecting my siblings to find out sooner or later i won't be surprised but you know i'm sure they'll find it sooner or later mm -hmm. okay interesting what were you doing with your life before entering the gay adult industry oh and what's that in the sense that, uh, were you working? Were you doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, were you in school? What was going on with your life before you entered the business? Well, I was uh, working as a personal trainer. Um, That's yeah, not surprising. Sounds, <laughs> sounds kind of cliche for, uh, for porn stars, but, you know, I have to understand that, that you know, uh, a good amount, good number of models are expected to be in shape, and um, personal trainers are people who are in the uh, fitness industry tend to have a higher percent of people who are in shape. So, yeah, that's so personal trainers sounds cliche, but it's pretty logical if you think about it. And um, I also did some go-go dancing, uh, or stripper, or stripping, you know, or depending on which club you look, you go to. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Cool. Very cool. So, can you tell us? Can you sh can you share with the listeners a bit about how? you got into the adult industry? Like, how did you transition from personal training and go-go and, and dancing and that kind of thing into actually doing hardcore scenes in the business? 
Well, uh, I've always been curious about it. Uh, and, well, I met John Royce from com. Apparently, it turns out he actually is in the D.C. area. I mean, he's worked with, you know, some familiar names like uh, Matthew Rush. You know, and uh, apparently he, if you're, if you're familiar with uh, the, some of the uh, Randy Blue models, uh, he shot photos of Chris Rockway and uh, um, I think it was Reese Whiteout, you know, for, like, he, he shot photos of them for them to submit to Randy Blue, I think. So, I know, well, that's my, my guess. I know he wor- he's worked with them before. And, um, yeah, and so, you know, he encouraged me to shoot with him, and that's kind of how it started. You know, and uh, that's how I, some people heard about me, you know, so... Including Peter, Peter Lee, you know? Exactly, yeah. We'll be talking about that connection in, in a couple of questions. So, how long have you been in the adult industry overall? What's the total Im- amount of years? Hmm, let me think. Um, trying to remember, remember which year I started working with, I shot with John uh, Royce. Uh, I mean, I know I've worked with Peter for over over two years, I think, and it's been like a year and a half before that, so it's like four years at least. Uh, Okay, so about like three and a half to four years. Roughly about four years. I I can't remember exactly the the, the exact year, you know, but... That's it. I shot with uh, I shot a solo with uh, John Royce first, and then uh, he uh, paired me up with uh, Driven Torres. So if you know who he is, mm-hmm. so awesome. Okay, cool. How did you come up with your porn name? How is the find? Uh, that story, you know, asking performers how they came up with their name uh, to be sort of interesting. You know, you got to pick the right name. You got to pick a name that's catchy. So how did you come up with your name? Honestly, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> uh, kind of, uh, um, kind of simple, but somewhat stupid story. Um, when I was, uh, going to start out as a dancer, I was okay with using my actual name. Mm-hmm. My, my legal name, but, um, like, but the night I was supposed to be, like, that's supposed to be my first night dancing, the, uh, manager was like, you're going by Jesse. I'm like, uh, okay. I just begin to try it. Um, uh, as for, and I just went by Jesse, like, in the, uh, in the nightclub, you know, in the, uh, well, in the game community, basically. I've been going by Jesse. So, um, the last name, Lee, 
That was John Roy's choice. So, mm-hmm. so okay. I didn't have any reason. Like I said, simple but stupid story. Okay, not bad. That's what's up, man. So, can you share with the listeners a bit about what that first day on an official porn set was like? What was going on in your head? You know, were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you excited? The first time you did something was a solo scene. So, can you share with the listeners a little bit about that experience as well as your first time doing a hardcore scene? Um, yeah, it's nervous. Um, first time, yeah, of course, nervous, excited, of course. Um, I'm the, I'm usually the, the, uh, go with the flow type of person, so, um, I mean, I just went ahead and did it, I mean, like, I, of course, try to emulate some of the things I saw, like, on, for, uh, in porn, you know, I'm actually, like, in personal, like, in my personal life, I'm actually kind of not a very loud, well, you could say quiet, uh, when it comes to sex, um, uh, yeah, but I'm still pretty aggressive in, um, but I don't, I normally don't really moan as much, or, or even dirty talk. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, some dirty talk, talk yes. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a bit nerve wracking, nerve wracking, but, um, like I said, I was excited too. And, uh, with the first hardcore, the one with Draven, Draven was, uh, actually really friendly and nice guy. You know, and uh, he understood that it was my first time, and uh, we actually had pretty good chemistry, and we hit it off pretty well. So, you know, and uh, it's very uh, a very attractive guy. I know a lot of people don't like all his tattoos, but you know, yeah, you know, their personal choice, people's personal choice for tattoos. So that didn't bother me at all. You know. Or, but, uh, like I said, I was, I'm, was, reactive chemistry, that's what is uh, most important to me, you know? Absolutely, and that's the most important part. So, uh, yeah, you gotta have the chemistry, because if you don't have the chemistry, it's, it can be very evident and, uh, noticeable in a scene. So, you were about to get into this a couple of questions to questions ago, so I'm curious actually to know this story. How did you connect with Peter Fever Productions? Because, uh, you know, you're sort of one of their go-to guys on the site. So how did you make that connection with uh, Peter Lee? Well, um, I actually I heard about Peter before he uh, contacted me. He, uh, you know, I saw a picture that I was somewhat familiar with his uh, website, but I don't know why I didn't, you know, apply. But uh, he contacted me over Facebook. And um, he, uh, he contacted, yeah, he contacted me with Facebook, uh, with Facebook. He wanted me to 
uh, shoot uh, a solo and you know take pictures as well for his website. This is back before he started doing you know shooting hardcore. So um, and because at the time he was living in LA and I was on the East Coast, so it's really really far. He uh, was going to set me up with one of his videographers who I think was based in New York mm-hmm. and but uh, apparently that didn't go through so so Peter asked me if there's anyone else like anyone I know and funny, funny thing is uh, at that time I was Talking to the, this uh, photographer, Wes Phillips, who <clears throat> was uh, based in uh, Miami at the time. And, you know, because I was somewhat familiar with Peter before, I know that Wes Phillips had shot photos of Peter Lee before. And, um, so, and, and so Weston, Peter, were, were already good buddies, and uh, and uh, West, and he was uh, already planning to come up to Virginia uh, because that's where he uh, grew up. Mm-hmm. So, so we only like had plans for a shoot for a photo shoot. So I told Peter about that and. Peter contacted Wes about the video that he wanted to shoot. And, you know, he wanted me to shoot. And that pretty much worked out there. Okay, cool. Overall, throughout your experiences doing adult productions, what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm, I'll have to think about that. What is it that I enjoy most? Probably mostly the experience, you know? And it's an interesting experience. You get to meet these people, meet these other guys, and see who they are, what kind of people. And uh, get to know them, you know, behind the uh, behind the video, behind the scenes, behind whatever uh, personality they portray themselves as over social media. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it could be quite fun to just hang out and. No, I mean, like, it depends on what we do, actually. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just hang out in the pool, or... I think we played a few different one of the, uh, house games for... I forget which one. Maybe charade? But, yeah. Um, but the overall experience is, is quite entertaining and pretty cool, you know? Okay, that sounds good. That sounds fun. 
what turns you on the most and on the flip side what turns you off the most while on set while on set well mm-hmm. for me it's both of the chemistry um yeah it's both of the chemistry um and, it, and uh i uh, really really enjoy kissing so and a number of the scenes you've seen, uh, you know, like, well, when I'm supposed to make the uh, money shot, uh, you, sometimes I'm, like, kissing the guy while uh, coming, you know? As for what turns me off the most? Hmm. Well, it, well, so far I, have, I haven't really met, like all the guys I've been, I've been with are pretty cool, but uh, I'm pretty sure that it, what would, what would turn me off is if they're a douche, well, yeah. a douchebag, I mean, yeah, but so far I haven't had that problem, but um, what would turn me off the most is well, in general, generally speaking, what would turn me off the most is probably uh, if I could smell their ass while kissing them. You know? But, uh, but that hasn't happened either. So, well, that's good to hear. I mean, luckily. Luckily. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. So let's break a scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Mm-hmm. In a scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that depends, actually. <laughs> It's hard to say, because some, you know, even with porn stars, some guys are good at giving oral, some are not very good at giving oral, you know, and when I'm giving oral, it's, uh, not every guy can stay hard while, uh, doing the porn shoot. Mm-hmm. Got to say, <laughs> and it is not exactly a turn on if I'm giving oral and they're not hard. I would so, agree. Right. Right. So I mean, if they're hard, then that's great. That's awesome. You know, it's it, it's real, it's good for the scene. It's good for the chemistry and everything. But if they're not hard not well like I said it's not turn on I wouldn't say it's a turn off but it's just not a turn on when I mean like in, in real life in, when it comes to personal I mean it, you know, it would make you uh, it would make you feel inadequate exactly yeah so it makes sense that, uh, that, that that would not be a turn on for you yeah In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position? 
I like dog as well. Okay. And and does that mirror your favorite position outside of the set in the real world? Of course. Okay. Okay, cool. I just enjoy dogging position. Um, you know, I also I also like missionary position, you know, because I like to uh I like to be able to kiss them, kiss them while fucking them. But um yeah, dog position is still my favorite. Okay. And, of course, how a scene ends. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? In a scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hard to say. <laughs> that, that, that actually varies. Because, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's great to shoot the, my load on their ass. Or their stomach, or their face. You know, it, that, in that case, it's more like you want to do a bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, my question for you is because, as so far in scenes, you've been pure top, correct? Right. Is there at all, you know I've got to ask this because I'm sure that, that there are listeners that are dying to know this, is there at all a chance that uh, the listeners and your fans out there might see Jesse Lee bottoming or doing a verse scene in the future? In the future? Um, that's hard to say. But I have told Peter that, you know, I'll be okay with bottoming and, um, yeah, it's it's that um, that people enjoy our my fans enjoy me being a top, and um, you know, and uh, but I will be I am okay with bottoming. Okay, you know, that kind of choice I will leave up to Peter. As long as everyone is happy, like most people, at least most of my our fans are happy with me topping, then. You know, that's what they want. Okay. Sounds like a plan. That's what's up, Jesse. For those out there that, uh, let's say they haven't had the chance to see one of your scenes, how would you describe your fuck style for them? I'm pretty aggressive. Just, you know, simple. Like, I just want to keep it simple, you know. Like, I'm pretty aggressive. Um... Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I think that's the best word to describe it. So yes. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean what? What? How else am I supposed to describe it? I mean. Yeah, that's that's the perfect word. So um, let's move into the next question. Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? My the. Uh, Performers that are that I like enjoy working with the most. Mm-hmm. Huh. I really don't think of it that way, you know. Um. Because sure, you have some good experiences and some not so good, great experience. Um. But you're asking me to compare apple to oranges. Okay. 
I can Is see that it that way. Is that what you want to ask me? Be prepared? Not necessarily. I guess... I don't know. I guess in my eyes, it's just like, who have been some of your... The performers that you've enjoyed working with the most? Not necessarily like the top one, but I was looking more more so for like a, a small list of, of favorites. Huh. Hmm. Let me think. Well, I mean, like I did, I do did, did really enjoy my time with um, Draven Torres. But like I said, he is my first, uh, like my first scene. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Um, hmm. Of course, my the second. I also do remember the second one I shot, which was with uh, Stephen Ponce. Uh, it's kind of interesting because before the scene, like we we're like hanging out, and this was with Fate Bus, by the way, with Stephen Ponce. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was a girl as well, and we we're. The three of us were having a ball together. <laughs> this guy is funny, and um, I remember that uh, when they were taking a picture, you know, just for legal purposes, you know, taking pictures of us, uh, the three of us together. But I, I don't know what, but I decided to just grab the girl's uh, breast, you know, just before they're about to take the picture, and uh, Steven grabbed the other breast. And, uh, yeah, they, they laughed. And, um, oh, Alexis Fox, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this was for the, um, what is it called? The, the, the bait bus, right? Bait bus, yes. Um, let me think. Well, so, uh, um, I think. Drew, Drew, I had a good attraction to. Um, he, I don't think I actually even know his last name. But Drew, uh, he was actually half black, half Chinese. So, yes, we had good chemistry there, too. And, uh, of course, the, he, the problem is, like, when I, when I, uh, like when we were kissing and everything, making out and everything, uh, you know, we'll, you know, both be hard. Uh, but as soon as I start fucking him, he loses his hard on because apparently he's. Well, let's just say my, according to him and maybe a couple other guys, my dick tends to be really, really solid, more solid than some of the other guys, because. Um, Obviously, like dif- uh, different dicks will feel different, uh, and other dicks could be you could squeeze a little bit. Mine, you can't squeeze. You know, if you catch my drift. There you go. Uh, Jesse Lee stays uh, firm, extra firm. Yeah. Um. Well, well, um, Luffy Blue, you know, his, that one was quite interesting. He, he did, he really, we, um, hit off very well. 
really well, actually. Um, yeah, I did chemistry, and uh, he actually told me that he enjoys doggy style, and uh, he comes very easily while, in, while being fucked doggy style. <laughs> and uh, so he told me that he's, when he squeezes my arm, you know, that's just, that's basically his signal to, for me to stop fucking him so hard. Or else he'll come. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, you don't want to come too early when they, when, you don't, when, uh, they, when the camera's on, on his, on his dick, you know? Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure I can name more names. <laughs> But uh, I don't want to bore you guys. Well, I think you did a great job right there. And uh, I'm kind of curious, as far as just, like, your scenes and whatnot, do you actually watch your own scenes? Or is that something you try to stay away from watching? I stay away from watching it. Um, some A lot of the times when I uh, look at myself, like in photos or videos, you know, I realize that I have a I have a tendency to be um, hypo, you know, wait, what's the term? What's the word? Uh, hyper hypercritical of myself. Mm-hmm. So, so um, and you know, you can be. I don't want to put it. Even if I can get over that, I don't want to self-critique myself with a potential for bias. You know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not, it's not always easy to keep an objective viewpoint on when critiquing. So I usually ask other people about it all. Absolutely. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Okay, so this is the question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans are dying to know. It, it's the question that, that everyone seems to love answered. How much is Jesse Lee packing? How much am I packing? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've measured myself to be at uh, six inches. Um, I'm being honest that it's six inches because I know a lot of guys tend to exaggerate and add an extra half an inch or inch, you know, but I am six inches, you know, and, um, the light is also extra firm. Exactly. uh, As you said, extra firm. And, uh, my dick also curves downward. Most most things you see are either straight or curves upward. Mine curves downward, and um, you know, which is actually pretty good for massaging the prostate in docking uh, position. Okay. See, look at this. Jesse Lee's uh, giving us an educational take on his penis. <laughs> I love that. You could write. You could write a whole uh, <laughs> dissertation on it. On um, penis shapes and sizes and how they can stimulate the prostate, 
There you go. Well, speaking of all that and stimulating the prostate, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot? Do you like, tr before a scene, do you like watch what you eat? Do you make sure you eat certain things? Do you make sure you abstain from doing stuff? Like, is there anything that you do in preparation for the pop? Um, not really. You know, I, well, you know, just personally, I'm, I, I just try to eat well, eat healthy. But um, for the pop shot, not really. I mean, like, um, the only difference I would do is just uh, make sure I'm well hydrated. For one thing, because okay. if you're dehydrated, obviously you're not going to have as much liquid to shoot out. Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously don't jerk off as much <laughs> beforehand. Uh, but yeah, like I haven't really uh, tried to. Uh, tried anything to increase my load. You know, other than just staying hydrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Overall, throughout your time doing scenes, what has been the funniest thing that has ever happened to you on set? Um, there are a number of funny things. Um... Yeah, that's a number of funny things. Let me think. There was one where I'm supposed to fuck a guy and, and all the, with a bunch of other guys watching, you know, and they're supposed to encourage and everything. A couple, couple of the guys even, you know, thank the guy I was fucking. And... One of, one of them actually missed, like, while he was trying to spank the guy's ass, he missed and hit my ball. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that happened, I was like, keep fucking, keep going. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, half, half a second later, I realized my dick was getting soft. I'm like, okay, I can't keep fucking through the pain. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, stop. I, I just said stop. <laughs> and like, ah, my son missed. It hit my balls. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, we all laughed. The guy, the guy who, who did it, like, apologized. And, you know, everybody was laughing. Like, oh, that's bad. That's, like, really bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Wow, that's that is nuts, literally. Nuts. I know, I know. It's very nuts. <laughs> Good grief! Now, um, well, this might actually f that story might fit into this because I was going to ask, has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set? But that might actually fit the bill for both funny and embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. That's nuts. Once again, that's the only word that, that pops into my head. So, uh, 
So I want to move away from some of uh, the fun questions about the business, and uh, I want to ask you some serious questions about the industry. And uh, the first one that I usually ask, I think you kind of answered, because obviously your family doesn't know about your sexuality, so I'm assuming that they do not know about your career in the industry, correct? Right. Okay. Okay, so my question for you is, as an Asian male performer in the gay adult industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? Mm, of course. Of course. Okay. Um, you know, I, I get that, even at the uh, dancing at a club, you know? Um, there's this one compliment that I get at the clubs, that I really don't like is um, you're hot for an Asian guy. Mm -hmm. So do you understand like why uh, it's well why I don't like that compliment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's offensive, even though people think it's a compliment. But I mean, they you, you know there's a lot of people who aren't normally like they well. Basically, they're saying that I'm a nine, you know, which is still hot. Um, but if I weren't Asian, if I were, I don't know, Caucasian or Latino, I'd be 11 mm -hmm. out of 10, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, I would, I still uh, get that in uh, the porn industry. You know, it's not as in your face. You know, because it's just nearly tougher for me to find work in, uh, uh, like in the U.S., you know, in the porn industry. I'm sure that if I were in the in Asia, it'll be a lot easier for me, but in the U.S., it's not as easy. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. What is uh, your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? My opinion? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'm very neutral about it, you know, because, you know, when you choose to have sex with or without a condom, it's your choice. It is your choice. You know, I would still uh, emphasize, you know, being, keeping safe. You know, I mean, if both, if, in, a personal, in personal life, if both guys are negative or if they're both already positive, then, you know, if they want to fuck without condom, that's their choice. You know, and, and um, same with, porn industry, in the porn industry, you know, if you're going to have sex but without condoms in front of a camera, that's their own choice. You know, like, any risk they take, that's their decision. Mm -hmm. And, um, yes, there will be people who will look down on it and there will be people who want it but that's them that's their opinion you can't satisfy everyone 
it's impossible to satisfy everyone. So, you know, that's it. It's their own choice, their own decision. You know, it's, you can't really judge them for making their own decision. And you don't even know, you know, why they would do it, too. So maybe they made sure that the models are negative or if they've been already vaccinated for HIV. And you know that the, the HIV vaccination, right? Correct, PrEP. Right. You know, or... There's... Well, yeah, I don't know if they call... Do they officially call it vaccination? I don't know if they call it a treatment or... or... Uh, whatever it is that they call it, I don't think they officially call it a vaccine, though. Well, from one, from what I understand, it actually uh, decreases your your the chances of you to contracting HIV like by a significant amount. Correct. Uh, yes. I haven't really looked into it. I haven't really looked into it, but I know there's a HIV vaccination available. You know, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it still doesn't affect something like chlamydia or gonorrhea, but still. Um, But I also um, understand that uh, there are HIV-positive guys, or not just guys, but people, like girls too, actually, HIV-positive people who, if they've been taking their medication consistently, and, you know, if they get, when they get tested and it shows up as a, a undetect, undetectable viral load, there's actually almost zero chance that they will uh, uh, pass on the, the oh, that, that they will affect their sexual partner. So, if, it, if they're undetectable and, you know, stay consistent with their... Uh, uh, medication, you know, there's very little chance that they'll affect. And uh, I, I looked that up, too, and uh, had confirmation from uh, people who work at, in the HIV clinic. That's interesting. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but a great answer. Loved your answer, Jesse. Thank you. You're welcome. Spitting that knowledge. Sorry, sorry, if it's too, sorry if it's too long or... <laughs> no, it was good. It was Perfect. I enjoyed it. And I'm sure the listeners did as well. Is there a misconception or myth about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Mm, I don't really pay attention to uh, misconceptions or myths, but uh, name something for me. What kind of misconception or myth do you hear out there a lot? Well, I interview performers, so all the misconceptions and myths have disappeared from my brain. But um, I mean, I would as- I would assume that I guess well, the, the, said, the stereotype like I said, uh, that you heard about. Yeah, I, I think the the stereotypical thing that people sort of uh, thing is that you know all the performers are either all on steroids or they're all drugged out or they're all whores, this, that, or the other. That kind of stuff is is usually what um, a lot of people, I guess, assume. Well. So, well, let's start with, you said, you first said steroids, um, probably some, there will be some who are on steroids, but not a lot, you know, it's, you're, you're, 
I mean, some are natural, some may have done steroids. That's our choice, like I said. You know, I have met one performer who uh, said, said that he fucked up his hormones by taking steroids back before he started doing porn. You know, when he was young. Uh, and there are others who were currently doing, taking steroids at the back net. But, um, but that's a small percent. As for what's the next thing you mentioned, uh, drugs and the drug doubts, um, well, I'm pretty sure you'll find people on the streets who will occasionally do drugs, you know, not every day, not, not, not talking about the, the people who, the drug addicts, but the ones who uh, only do it on, on occasion, I mean... I'm sure, I'm sure some of these uh, performers do drugs. Not all, um, but I don't pry into that, so I can't really confirm anything upon that. Of course, there's weed, and <laughs> I'm sure most people have done weed by now, especially our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, whores, you mentioned that it's like a whores. Uh, mm, in that case, you know, uh, it really depends on the person because there are guys who have sex, like non porn models who have sex with a different guy every week, and you got some who, uh, actually don't have sex off, you know, off the porn sets. Because, you know, unless they're in a relationship, you know, so there's a wide range right there. I have met both types. And, um, oh, I have also met porn models who make themselves look like whores over social media when they really aren't. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, I guess it's all about the image and uh, what they think right. will sell. Yeah. Right, right. Interesting. Another great answer mm -hmm. by Jesse Lee. Oh, that's flattering. You don't have to keep saying that. Well, fine, then I take it all back. Now let me <laughs> stop. <laughs> so, moving away from the serious questions, let's talk a bit more about you, as if we haven't throughout this entire interview. How often do you work out? Um, my workout changes. Um, the way I design my workout, it, you know, allows me a lot of flexibility in my workout schedule. You know, because, uh, most workout schedules, you know, you have specific days of the week to work out, you know, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday and Friday. I don't do that. Um, the way I design my workout is more on four or five day cycle. I, I did, well, four day cycle basically. Like how to do is that I work out, well, right now I'm on a five day cycle actually. Right now I work out like four days in a row and then rest one day. You know, four, I, I separate my workout into four different days. And then with one rest day and then after that rest day I go through the same four days. So I kind of, it's 
every five days rather than, you know, based on a week. And, uh, which actually allows me to, um, keep it flexible because, you know, sometimes something pops up, something, uh, pops up which prevents me from going to the gym that day. And, um, rather than be upset that I missed, uh, working out a particular muscle that, for that week, or I just, continue on the work, continue the workouts, and I, I do that workout the next day, and count the day I missed as a rest day, you know, so, um, and that's, so basically, anywhere from four to six times a week, for, so. Okay, cool. And uh, I guess the age-old question, to shave or not to shave? Uh, and I'm talking about down there as well as just general uh, manscaping. Um, I don't actually grow very much hair, honestly. I don't have very much body hair. I do have some, but um, but on in photos and cameras, they're actually not very visible, or if if you could see them at all. So they're not visible at all. Um, I mean, uh, the four cubic, uh, I wouldn't say either, I, I, not, neither, I would say neither, it's just trim it, you know, because obviously you don't want it to be like a jungle, uh, but, uh, my problems with shaving down there is that after a few days when it grows back it starts to itch <laughs> you know I'm sure some people either you have to keep shaving it all the time so that you don't have to go through the itchy uh, hair growing back phase and yeah it, it doesn't feel very pretty itchy down there yeah just, just trim it you know keep it Short and not shave it all off, and um, well, maybe shave the balls. You know, if if you if you you have the balls for it. There you go. <laughs> clever uh, word play. Clever <laughs> word play. Ten points for Jesse Lee. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I'm a smart Alec. Yeah, everybody prefers to use the term smart ass, but I'm a smart Alec is the more appropriate term. <laughs> yeah, you have to thank my family for that. I will. Yeah, because uh, my family, I actually realized at some point that my entire family is uh, a smart Alec. My siblings, my parents, you know, so we just really have different styles. Absolutely. Speaking about your body, what part of your body, in your opinion, do you find the sexiest and why? Um, <sighs> I can't really say because, um, I'm actually more about the overall physique, the overall 
the proportional now the proportional nationality of everything. Um, you know, like I'm sure you see my body. You, you see that I try to keep everything. Uh, you know, it, like make sure that no, no body part is too big or too small compared to the others. So, you know, that's more or less part of the fitness industry aspect, you know? Okay. Well, then, what about the flip side of that question? Like, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least or do you feel needs the most improvement? Um, well, I've been really, well, well, the typical weakest body part on a guy is usually the calves. So I, and that's still my, my issue because the calves are really tough to, uh, to put size on. So I've been pushing my calves a lot. Uh, I've actually made a lot of improvement over my rear shoulders lately, so that's been coming up pretty good. Uh, I've been told, actually I've been told that uh, my chest is actually the strongest, uh, my, my uh, most noticeable uh, part of my body that, well, that in my ass, but that depends on what what you're looking, uh, what your uh, mindset is. Um, right now. Yeah, like, in, from a fitness aspect, yeah, like my chest, but uh, from a sex, sexual aspect, yeah, people, uh, I get a lot of people, uh, a lot of attention on my ass. Uh, but, yeah, from a more of a fitness aspect, I've told that my chest, my overall chest tends to be a little uh, more noticeable than the rest of my body. So... Yeah. In your opinion, do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the gay adult industry? Wait, what? What's the word that you use? Do you find it, in your opinion, do you find it difficult to be in a romantic oh, okay. relationship while working in the gay adult industry? Well, um, it would, yeah, it would be difficult. I haven't been in a uh, romantic relationship. Yet, while, uh, while, ever since I started working in the uh, porn industry, um, I am aware that there are a lot of guys who uh, aren't okay with it. Um, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there are plenty of guys who won't be okay with uh, dating a porn model yeah but um but hey if I'm romantically interested or somewhat interested in dating someone you know I'll uh pretty much put it out there like all up front and if they have a problem if they have a problem with it then you know I don't pursue it but, but uh, I haven't really done that actually you know, I haven't really uh, tried to pursue romantic relationships yet, really, you know. Maybe a couple times, and both times, you know, like, well, I'm say, probably once, actually. At that time, uh, well, actually twice. 
they're both they they both went okay with it. So I'm like, ah, okay, that's fine. We could still be fuck buddies. There you go. Yeah. In your personal life, what's your sexual role? Are you a top, pure top? In your personal life, are you more verse? Well, um, personal life, I am actually more verse. Um, but as I said, I'm also pretty aggressive. So. You're aggressive everywhere. Yeah, so I do enjoy the top. Being a cop, and uh, being an aggressive bottom is much more difficult. <laughs> but yeah, but I do enjoy being aggressive top. Okay. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. What's your definition of quirky? Unique, something uh, unexpected. <clears throat> Um, I, well, here's one basic thing. Um, I'm deaf. I'm completely deaf in my right ear. Okay. Well, that was unexpected uh, right there. Yeah, that's one, th- one thing that uh, a lot of people don't notice right away. Uh, I mean, I've actually had a couple of people who noticed it. Before they, uh, like, before I actually told them, but that's because they, they noticed that I have a tendency to stand on their right side to while having a conversation when I'm walking with them and talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, it, because my good ear, my left side, you know, and, um, yeah, um, uh, and I'm sure some people already noticed that my left eye is blue. Uh, Yeah, I have two different color eyes. My uh, right eye is brown, while my left is, um, I think it's dark blue. So, that's probably, you can probably notice that if you look closely at the pictures. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Cool. Um... Any other quirky things that you want to know about, like for any specific area? Well, I think that I think that covered it. Uh, my next question might be able to answer a little bit more about you in general. Can you describe yourself in ten words or less? Ten words and less. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just use one word. Um, uh, multifaceted. Well, okay. That could be that could be two words actually. If if depending on the hyphen, <laughs> multifaceted. Uh, meaning there's the different sides to my personality, and um, there. I mean, it's not that I have a split personality or this or I have. I pretend to be someone when a different in a different situation or something. I. I just have different sides of my personality, and uh, it, it really depends on the situation I'm in, you know? And, uh, yeah, but they're all still me, just, you know, it's just... Different learning. sides to the coin. Yeah. yeah. The coin only has two sides. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. The other side to the coin <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. There you go. 
the coin. No, the coin is not the appropriate. Uh, different term, different side to like the a, box. <laughs> ah, that's better. There you go. <laughs> because the coin is like two opposite sides. Yeah. No, that's true. You need something with, with multiple sides. So, okay, that's interesting. Very interesting. So, before I let you go and before you wrap this interview up, I do want to ask you some pop culture oriented questions. It's a group of five questions that uh, basically will allow the fans to get to know some of your favorites. So, the first one is what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of all time favorite shows, or this can be a list of like five of your current favorites, but I just need five of your most favorite TV shows. Um, well, currently I've been following um, The Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, and Arrow, and The Flash. Good choices. Um, I do still enjoy Friends. Okay, good choices. Next up, who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? You said four? Mm-hmm. It's five. I thought it was supposed to be five. No, we're moving, we're moving down with each, with each <laughs> question. Um... Actually, can't really say because um, I don't really play favorites, to be honest. So, and uh, I actually never really developed my taste in music until uh, late high school. You know, mainly because uh, I didn't really, you know, as the youngest sibling, I didn't really have much access to the radio or the computer or anything like that. So. It, um, uh, I have a preference for rock or trance music, but, um, I don't really listen to any particular band or artist. Uh, it's, well, uh, it's up, well, Linkin Park and Breaking Benjamins, but otherwise, uh, it's all over the board. Okay. But I can't give you four. I can't give you four. Sorry. Okay, well, it's close enough. I'll <laughs> take it. What are three of your most favorite films? They're not even harder. <laughs> not even tough, uh, tougher uh, answer to question, question to answer. Sorry. Um, hmm. Three. Well, um, maybe Jurassic Park. Uh. I think it's the, the 80s movie in uh, animated film, the uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. The uh, trans- uh, animated Transformer movie. I really enjoyed that one. You know that one? Yes. Yeah. I still I still think that's be- that movie is still better than the, uh, uh, than the current live per- version. Um... I'm drawing a blank on the third. Sorry. Not a problem. Next up, what are two foods you can't live without? 
two foods I can't live without. Um, can I just give you one? Sure. Bread. <laughs> All right, now. I mean, I mean that's that's a lot. That's hard for you, but I enjoy bread. <laughs> I'll admit. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of carbs. Absolutely. And uh, the last question in this set: What is one of your guilty pleasures? You mean food-wise, or yeah, you know, stuff? What are you talking about, food-wise? Just or in general. I mean, I mean, some people have foods that they consider to be guilty pleasures. Some people have TV shows or movies that they consider to be guilty pleasures. It's just uh, in general. What's one of your guilty pleasures? That. Hmm. That's really hard to say. A guilty pleasure would be, by definition, would be something that you really shouldn't do, but you do it anyway. Right? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, you could. That's that's one definition. Yeah. Or something you're not necessarily uh, too uh, proud to share. Something something that you enjoy doing because you're addicted. You're close to being addicted to it. Correct. But can, so it's actually dangerous. It can be potentially dangerous, per se, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, okay, so, uh-huh. Oh. Oh, um, I don't really have, I don't think I really have a specific guilty pleasure or something. So I'll just give you my two favorite pastimes, if, if that's okay with you. Yes. Um, fantasy novels and video games. I mean, simple as that. Uh, the fantasy novels, you know, the, um, the Wheel of Time series has been finished, so, but I still reread that. Uh, I have read through the, uh, it's actually called The Song of Ice and Fire series which most people will be more familiar as the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, yes. That's, you know, but I've read the books long before the HBO show came out. And, um, you know, there I, there are other books I've read. It's mo- like I said, it's mostly fantasy novels. You know, and, um, and as for video games, you know, I've, I've been big on the uh, Final Fantasy series, and a lot of the uh, the, the games by uh, Blizzard Productions. Uh, no, not Blizzard uh, Entertainment. You know, like Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo series. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know that being, uh, I'm generalizing, I, I gave you two general things, but yeah. Worked for me. Okay, cool. 
So as we start wrapping things up, I want to ask, what's next for Jesse Lee? It's a brand new year, 2015. What can the listeners and your fans expect from you in the coming weeks, in the coming months? Um, that's hard to say. <laughs> uh, I'm not really the type who uh, plans ahead of time, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean... Honestly, I'm more of a go with the flow. Like, I think I mentioned that already. Uh, so, um, so I, I really, really bad at planning stuff ahead of time. But uh, so can't I can't really say like what to expect from me. I just. You know, maybe uh, actually 2004, I haven't really done too many uh, photo shoots, to be honest. So I plan on changing that for, for one thing. You know, I plan on doing more photo shoots in 2005. Uh, I'm sure you'll, you know, you'll expect some more videos of me with Peter Fever. Uh, can't really say with other studios. Because, like I said, it's difficult to get into to work as a porn mo- Asian porn model in the U.S. Oh, but anyway, other than that, I can't really can't really expect too much. Can you? Okay. Oh, I expect a lot of good things, but uh, that's because, in my opinion, uh, you are. A fantastic performer that uh, that doesn't get his due as much, but I'm so glad that uh, Peter found you and has uh, made you sort of one of his regulars, for lack of a better word, yeah. because you consistently have work on the site, because uh, you consistently prove with your scenes that you are a fantastic performer. So I give you major props. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, as we get to the end of the interview, I'm sure a lot of your fans are dying to know how they can reach you. So, where can they find you on the web, social networking sites, all of the goodies? Well, so far, uh, the only social networking site I've been on is uh, Facebook. Um, yeah, you can easily find me on Facebook. i usually pretty active at the... Well, usually, because uh, for the most of December, I was actually not on Facebook most of December, but I'm back on Facebook, you know, posting crap. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just search Jessily on Facebook, or the URL for my personal page is actually uh, just muscular Jessily. Okay. So, Sounds good. Well, Jesse Lee, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Uh, <clears throat> not much. Other than, you know, um, I really appreciate all of your support. You know, and I'm here to, you know, satisfy your fancy, satisfy your needs. And, you know, I've yeah, I mean, I can't be a star without your support, right? So, I really appreciate it now, and thank you. 
Awesome, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. I know this is your first radio interview, so I'm glad that you allowed Poppy Chulo Radio and, of course, this show, One on One with Poppy Chulo, to be your first radio interview. No problem. Anytime. Sounds good. The door's open for more interviews, so whenever you want to come back, you can come back and let the fans know what you're up to. Cool, cool. Sounds good. So, and on that note, listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. You can tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppy chulo radio and like us on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio with that jesse lee and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night everyone